Hello, everybody. Welcome to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. My name's Marcus Speller. My name's Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Well, guten tag, everybody. How are you? Hey. Good. What a beautiful morning, Jim Campbell. I'd like it to start. It is beautiful. It is, a, it is beautiful. Um, I'd just like to start. I don't, I don't know where this question's come to mind, but chaps, if, um, if, 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 you, were on a, if you were on a desert island, uh, who, who from, you know, for, would, which kind of football player would you, would you want to take with you? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Did it have to be a man? <laughs> hey, come on, Mosey. <laughs> can you please now clarify that so I don't come across as a massive sexist? Yeah, that really threw me for a moment. I forgot what you yeah. were referring to. It's like, hang on, have we gone back in time? Yeah, back in mm. 2012 or something when we used to do opening questions. Big friends pulled out all the stops for Marcus this week. <laughs> Marcus, it's Marcus's best week since lockdown. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just off on a little chuckle journey now, isn't he? <laughs> That'll be him for gone. On his little chuckle segue. Thank you, <laughs> Chuckle Mission. Um, I thank you, everybody, for sending me that. Uh, <laughs> my Twitter feed suddenly lit up yesterday because, of course, Sven uh, Joran Eriksson was uh, interviewed by. I say interviewed. He was on a. He was on a. What would it be like a Zoom chat with some of the boys at Sky Sports? Wasn't and it his friend of the show, David Jones? It was. Yeah, I think Jamie Carragher yeah. was there because he was just in the background going, "Good, Sven." <laughs> <laughs> With a different accent, of course. And uh, yeah. uh, uh, Svenigans was asked that question and he said, well, uh, you know, if I um, had to choose um, a people, would does it have to be a man? And, uh, uh, you know, Brand Sven lives on. That's um, yeah. all I'm saying, gloriously. Yeah. Um, Ila, Ila got a lot of use out of that webcam over the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Pete, he's probably not even watched all of his... Let's say private collection, has he? Yeah. His homemade stuff. He watches him. He, he's like Bielsa. He watches two at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> gold, gold, uh, sort of gilted VHS covers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Like, those really posh ones you see in posh people's houses. No, Pete, I reckon, I reckon he's got his, um, I reckon he's got his VHS collection in those things that used to have in the 80s where you, they look like books. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. No, definitely. He's, he'll have caught up with modern technology. Mm. He's getting through three or four tripods a week. <laughs> <laughs> the lenses on them. Oh, yeah. God. He likes to be shot from like miles away, like by paparazzi. <laughs> he likes to be shot, shot macro really close up. Either way, mm. the lenses are huge, girthy. Mm. Oh, let's yeah. see it from the point of view of your husband coming home. I don't know why I, don't know why I made him Welsh. It was the best thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I thought that was the guy from the Super Fairy Animals there. Yeah. I, think, I think Sweden is like the, the whales of that part of the world, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, what I reckon. Yeah, let me tell you about the time I managed England. Um, uh, of course, though, that my my question actually would have been because I hear what you're saying about the webcam, but surely it would have been. I hear they're not socially distancing in uh, Sweden. Sweden, yeah. Sven. how's that right. working out for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same same as always. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, the big news, the really big news, of course, is the Bundesliga's back tomorrow. We've got football. We've yeah. bloody well got football. Um, before the lockdown, we sent Luke on a fact-finding mission to the Bundesliga, and Luke can confirm that it is a decent league, can't you, Luke? <laughs> um, well, look, let's be absolutely clear. It's not the greatest league in the world. No. <laughs> although, 
Although it might well be the greatest league in Europe, certainly from tomorrow. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for it to come back. And it's a great game we've got to kick things off as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Dortmund versus Schalke. Yeah. That's a proper... I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see um, how it pans out, chiefly because... You know, at, at the Westfalen Stadion, particularly in a derby game, the atmosphere would be it would play a huge part. And now clearly, we're not going to have that tomorrow, so it's going to be interesting to see who. And, and Andy and I were talking yesterday about uh, it's, it, there are, there are opportunities in this division for teams now because it's going to come down, I believe, in a huge way to which teams handle the conditions and handle the difference in what they're used to better. And yeah. if and I th- I think you can you could potentially see quite a lot of, of very, very surprising results in the Bundesliga between now and the end of the season. And and also, what's really important to, to stress, I think, is that Christian Seifert, the the head of the German um, uh, Football League, said that um, the, the eyes of the world are on us and we've got to earn the right to to play again next weekend. And I was I was also interested in what um, Paul Barber of Brighton and Graham Potter were saying uh, this week as well, saying... We want to learn the lessons that the Bundesliga is mm. teaching us, and we want to we want to see if we can if we can build on what they're doing, and see if we can use their experience to help us bring the Premier League back. So it's a huge weekend of football that we're really excited. Mm. The games back, the games are back anyway because we want to watch football. But it's a massive litmus test for football at large as well. So we'll be watching um, very very keenly. Well, we will. I, I thought it was quite strange. You know, I had to sort of check a couple of websites and like. Yeah, the fixtures are on because you're so used to seeing, you know, postponed or not on. So I was like, bloody hell, this is actually happening. I'm quite excited for it. Andy Brassel, because we were talking um, uh, the other week, Luke, you've nailed your colours to the Dortmund mast, which, you know, it's fair enough. A bit obvious. Shall I explain why that is? um, Because you want it to be a bit different. No, because because <laughs> I'm just so fashionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in your Bob Marley it, t-shirt. It's because it's because um, I've been lumbered with Portsmouth. Let's make that absolutely clear. Yeah, I didn't yeah. choose that. It's been some all right times, but there's been some dreadful times as well. And I thought if I'm going to be given the opportunity to choose a team, I'm mm. just going to choose a team that I really want to support. So yeah. I chose Borussia Dortmund. That's fair enough. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say I wanted to choose the best side. I was like, well, you, you haven't, have you? I couldn't quite bring myself to choose Bayern Munich. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I just, yeah, that no, wasn't in me, really. That would have been amazing. Like, <laughs> that's like rooting for Darth Vader, isn't it? <laughs> Become like a real diehard Bayern Munich fan. Do you know what yeah. part of me thinks I might do that, actually? Bollocks. It would just annoy everybody. It would. When I, when I watched um, Bayern Munich v Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League final, I think it was in 2013 at Wembley. I know a couple of you guys were there as well. Pete and, and I. I was right among the Bayern fans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I had to say was, I was just going to say was that it did soften my stance towards them because when they won the Champions League, I was surrounded by crying fans it meant such a lot mm. to them and I think when you support a team like Portsmouth you used to be a bit sneery about teams like Bayern Munich because they always have it so good and mm. and etc etc but it meant a great deal to those fans to win it they weren't blase about it at all they were so passionate and, and so my stance towards the fans softened hugely but I still couldn't bring myself to support them as a team so I'm going Borussia Dortmund mm. bunch of blubbering babies mate that's what I thought um, yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean because uh, I was obviously with the corporates and Zinedine Zidane, and uh, oh, and, and the reaction oh. was the same. Peter was with the Dortmund fans, but anyway, that game was about seven years ago now, uh, fondly in our uh, in our memories. But uh, Andy Brassel, uh, for those who a little sneak peek into the mailbag, uh, which will be out next week, he has highly recommended me a side which I'm very happy with, uh, and it's FC Köln. Nice. Yeah, mm. they got the uh, they got the little goat as the badge, and we all love they a do. goat. 
you know, and some people even call me the goat, Jim. And uh, I think I think I quite like that. So I'm going to go for FC Köln. So I am now a massive diehard with a vengeance FC Köln. They're, they're mid-table as well, so you might not get too much drama between now and the end of the season. Yeah. Well, I was I was going to go for them because obviously oh. they're, they're Lucas Podolski's beloved team. But I think mm. I, I can't go for them if you're going to go for them. Who you, you should go for? for? I'm going to have to re I'm going to have to repick mine. I don't want to steal yours. Yeah. I, do, I, I sort of see like Hertha and Union Berlin as kind of like the Sunderland and Newcastle of uh, of the league. Obviously, Sunderland aren't doing quite as well as as Union Berlin. But I mean, when you've got players like Solomon Kalou kind of bursting into other players' COVID nineteen tests, uh, not so <laughs> yeah. interesting. Like I think. I think one of the Berlin clubs has to be, uh, yeah. has to be uh, me. Yes, yeah, so I'll probably go for Hertha. Oh, yeah, that is a terrible shout by you. You're an absolute shout. joke. Don. Actually, yeah. no, it fits perfectly. Well, exactly. It, it fits perfectly. I've been yeah. there. It's a nightmare yeah. to get to, like Newcastle is from, from London. So it, <laughs> uh, it works. Peter, Jim, um, one thing that I, I mean, you've been you've been robbed there again because you know who's just been voted on to the uh, or just been appointed to the uh, advisory board at Hertha as part of this multi million pound project. Uh, big big Jens Lehmann. Well, oh, do you know whoa. what I was about to say, Jim? Let's look at the career of Jens Lehmann. Now I know he did play mm. for Dortmund for a bit, but they're gone. Well, he played but, for Schalke too, didn't he? He was at Schalke career. for about ten years, uh, and uh, but also after Arsenal, he played for Stuttgart. Now I know Stuttgart are in the second tier, I believe, at the moment. But they'll be back, yeah. Jim. Mm. So there's a couple of options for you there. So what you're saying, I should pick a team in the in the Bundesliga two because they'll be back. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go for Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah, why not? It's a very likable team, and they're about fifth, which scans. Jim, you said that he, you said that he, Jens Neymar played for Schalke two. I think it's actually Schalke four. So have a look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think Schalke two is the better one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> I think Schalke Hislop is the best one. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Schalke Hislop, that's class. Yeah. Um, well, uh, back in our own country, uh, the government have opened the door to the Premier League returning, our very non-committal government uh, opening the door. Um, and the Culture Secretary, Oliver Dowden, said during a meeting with football authorities that obviously health is the most important thing, of course. Uh, there should be widened access for fans to view live coverage and finances from the game's resumption needs to support the wider football family. So all the stuff that we've kind of heard before and, and we would hope so. So it is now down to the football authorities to agree and finalise the details. So it does seem that the Premier League is edging towards coming back. And I know what all the chat we've said before, I mean, if you think about the start of the lockdown, I was sort of saying that perhaps we should null and void or do what the Eredivisie have done and so on and so forth. But then, of course, you get a little sniff of the football, the Bundesliga coming up, like, oh, I want it to return. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because... There have been studies of training sessions done and of, of matches that show that players only tend to come into contact with each other at a distance that would pose a risk of infection for something like something like 88 seconds in a match, isn't it? And it's mad that. And, and about three seconds in each kind of challenge. So that's far too short a window for it, for it to risk infection, apparently. Yeah, well, you, you, know what that, you know whose fault that is, Jim? That's bloody zonal marking for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've never seen <laughs> zonal marking cure a virus. No. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. But yeah. but but isn't 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 this chat? And Jim, I read that um, report as well, and uh, with interest. But isn't isn't that slightly? 
I mean, not slightly, maybe just wholly irrelevant because what needs to happen for it to be to return safely is presumably that everyone needs to be tested, everyone needs mm, to be clear, yes. and, and no one needs to have the virus. Otherwise, it's yeah. going to be a bit odd and it's tremendously irresponsible to pursue it otherwise. It's also not just about the game, is it? It's also it's about the people in the stadium and mm. and and the staff and just the amount of people it takes to um, put on and televise a game, even without fans. Yeah, it's about it's, a, it's a, I think it's several hundred people needed. But on on the on if you go back to Germany, just to to relate it back, Dynamo Dresden obviously had a situation where they've had to quarantine their squad because of some positive tests. But the the key part, as far as I understand it, is there's enough time for them. So they, this is, they, because they've come back so early, there's enough time for them to finish the season. So they've got a lot of wriggle room. The Premier League probably won't have that. So it's going to mm. be, be very, it's going to be on a knife edge, really. And Marcus, at the top of this, when I thought when you said, "Oh, the, the government have opened the door," I thought you were going to say the government have opened the door and told everyone to go back to work, yeah. which, is, uh, <laughs> which is how some people are uh, are interpreting it. But but there are going to be meetings upon meetings. I saw that league that league um, one are meeting today, I believe. Um, there's been a letter signed by some of the top, the, the higher up teams in, in League One saying that if it's all possible, they want to finish the season. Uh, and then the guy from Accrington, who aren't doing quite so well, um, sort of laughed it off and said, well, that's, you know, come on, it's not going to happen. Um, so there's a lot to a lot to get through first. And the fact of the matter is the UK are, the UK's response to this compared to the German response has been completely different. It's not for me to ascribe what's been good and what hasn't been good. I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert in, in politics or, or pandemics, but it's been different and everything has to be treated on its merits. Uh, Germany's mm-hmm. way ahead of us. Um, and as I said at the start of this, you know, perhaps the Premier League are hoping they can, they can observe and learn and see how it's best to, to be done. But ultimately, if we're not in a position to have enough testing and enough um, wriggle room in terms of safety, then it's not going to happen. And, that's something that still is a question that needs to be answered, to me at least, from what I've read. Mm. Well, if if one of the uh, the important changes, cultural changes, have they've been described that needs to take place for the Premier League's return, and all the players need to get on board with them, apparently, is when tackling someone, turn your face away. It's just I mad. Mean, it just doesn't yeah. sound bulletproof, does it? No, it sounds like you you won't get the virus, but you might get a broken leg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or, yeah, or at the, the very least, a quite annoying neck sprain. I think, yeah. you know, that's just, that is advice that's been put put in place in lieu of having anything else better to suggest, isn't it? And I sort of, I, I kind of understand why that's why that's come out, but it is a mm. bit silly, isn't it? Yeah. Unless it catches on and that just becomes a sort of like part of a tackle, just becomes like a reflexive thing. Mm. Well, it, it, the thing that gets me is like the, the Premier League are talking about um, they've, they're going to put together their list of cultural changes that uh, must be accepted by the players mm. for football to return. I'm just scared that's going to be just a way of like them getting, you know, the, like no moustaches, no crazy haircuts, no <laughs> like really <laughs> nice aftershave, like all the stuff that like old men in football. You think Graham Sooners is Graham Sooners? Yeah, tattoos. <laughs> yeah. List. No tattoos, no yeah. colour in your hair. Graham, no on this list here, you just put no Paul Pogba. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's only relevant to one player. You can't have that in there. Yeah. You're not PP. Do you mean PPE? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> PPE is really important. Does it stand for Paul Pogba excluded? It's very Paul important. Paul Pogba's ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, though, Marcus and Jim, I've actually got some breaking news for you live on this show. I don't think you two are aware of it. I am because I spoke to Pete the other day. Mm. Pete, do you want to announce this news or do you want me to? Uh, I don't know what the news is. Yeah, I think you do. Oh, hair. Yeah. Um, 
I got bored uh, and I bleached Uh-oh. my hair. So oh, I'm nice. like a member of the... Uh, was it the Romanian team from 98? <laughs> 98, yeah. 98. yeah. yeah. And I know what you're picturing now, and the answer is yes, it does look like that. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've considered that myself. Well I, I, well, I couldn't get a haircut, and we were on a group chat, uh, and uh, Charlie, uh, the person who pulls some of the strings and levers here at uh, Foot Bramble Daily, uh, was sort of talking about how I was wearing a hat because I didn't really want anyone to know because I was a little sheepish about my decision at 39 to do that. Marcus, um, he did it. He yeah. did it about an hour yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. He's already sheepish about it. He's got a hat on. <laughs> You're not sheepish but he went, at all. But, but Charlie went, Charlie went uh, oh, I might, I might bleach my hair. And then if, if, I didn't talk about that. I might bleach my hair. And then everyone went, oh, why are you going to do that? And I was like, Charlie, don't do that. And I had to reveal my hair yeah, because, you know, it was a funny joke. So exactly. I look resplendent, Marcus. That's all you need to know. I, that's all I, I want. So, so can I can I just uh, just appeal to our listeners and say? So, a lot of you might have seen that Pete's had got this um, musketeer type beard at the moment because of lockdown, mm. and that's just how his beard grows naturally. And I said that he looks like a a disgraced medieval master of coin. Um, mm. But what he now looks like is um, someone just hanging out at the futuristic market in the background of a Blade Runner film. Yeah, either way, they're great looks. Is there any sort of sick boy vibe? Yeah, not as much as you'd think, actually. It's a home. It's a home bleaching, so it's It's quite yellow. It's surprisingly took. I look like uh, a touring member of NoFX now. When they're, I think you're on something, Luke. There, I think Pete's gone from sort of troubadour, sort of wandering minstrel to um, Mm. to to uh, Fifth Element. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Fifth Element. So it's a Fifth Element type vibe where you you probably, if you were to see him walking down the street, I mean, you'd have to cross the road anyway, but you probably would. Oh. And um, you you would say, is that a man from the future come to kill me? Yeah. Uh, no, it's a man from the future, but he's just a pervert. We'll see him featured yeah. on the news later. <laughs> He's, he's he's at the uh, he's at the front door of Cyberdog demanding to be let in. <laughs> yeah, with, his, <laughs> with his platform shoes on yeah. and his uh, aluminium <laughs> trousers. Why won't you take my designs, my Diablo? Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so for the Patreon subscribers this week, uh, Pete's doing a uh, a, a fire poi demonstration. Mm. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I kind of absent-mindedly considered doing that as well, just to see what it would be like, because it would probably mm. grow out in time. Don't um, need to now. I, can't, I yeah. don't need to now. So, I mean, what, what would you guys like to see on my head? <laughs> top hat. Big top, top hat. hat. Yeah. Mm. Big store yeah. pipe hat. That is something to spend my money on. My head's <laughs> anyway, Marcus, big hats, though. Yeah, wrestle with back, Marcus. So, sorry for derailing that. That's completely my fault. I was just going to wanted to say that many moons ago, I once dyed my hair uh, in sort of tiger stripes, but the, the obviously like bleach and then the natural colour. It looked fantastic. Um, <laughs> you need to get a photo of that out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we need yeah, to I see that. Have, I should have a photo, in it, and it will very much be a photo from a disposable camera because them were the days. Yeah. Um, but anyway, all this chat about uh, Project Restart, I, I absolutely love this. So you have you have a lot of meetings, uh, football, uh, authorities. Uh, you know, authoritative figures in in this country coming out and saying, "Oh, we want to do this and, and this," but we have to agree. And then players saying, oh, "I'm not sure about coming back. It seems quite dangerous." And blah 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 blah. And, and among all this chat, Jose Mourinho's had to deny reports, saying he tried to delay Project Restart. And you think <laughs> Mourinho's still like, you know, nefariously working away Just the for the sake of it. It's to <laughs> yeah. no one's benefit. He's he's become like this sort of Dominic Cummings figure. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, just sort of pulling strings in the background. It's so Stop strange. Everyone. Well, At he, the back end of his Man United run, he did start to dress a bit like Dominic Cummings. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. And could I also say that if you've got to the stage where, I'm not, no one is suggesting there's any truth in this, they've just been reported elsewhere, but if you've got to the stage as a football manager, mm. where you're actively trying to derail the sport itself <laughs> rather than let your team take to the field, you've probably lost your touch mm. somewhat. Well, he <laughs> denies this. He denies us. He says he is desperate for the Premier League to return. He's proud of his players. Yeah, just not with Spurs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you lot can crack on. Well, no, way, actually, apparently during a meeting with all the league managers, Mourinho um, said to the more cautious members of the group, which included Frank Lampard and Pep Guardiola, he said, well, you stay at home and watch the Bundesliga if you don't want to play. I mean, Pep Guardiola's mum did die of fucking COVID. Like, I'm not being funny. Like, that's Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Debbie, Debbie Donnie's die job down downer, but like, but he did literally, you know, he I did I have a close member of his family passing away. So whoever said that in his fucking presence should be fucking, you know. Well, I, I, I mean, to be fair to Warner, I, I don't know, I don't know if, if if that was said in his presence, and then he responded with that. I think that's unlikely, right. but uh, but you're absolutely right, Pete. It's understandable why Pep Guardiola may have a, 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 be a little bit cautious with regards to it. But just in among all this, Mourinho managed to get a dig at all the other managers. And he's trying to uh, get the, uh, allegedly, or, or, or he's been accused of trying to get the start date moved so it fits in with his players' fitness uh, regimes and whatnot. Although he does yeah. deny this to the hilt. But, but then it's, again, he would. Yeah, he would, wouldn't he? But like, it, it, just have a rest, Jose. It's what everyone else yeah. is doing. Like, have yeah. a little break from like fulfilling the, the duties of the Jose Mourinho character. It's oh. exhausting for us. So I can't even imagine what it'd be like for you. He has been volunteering, to be fair. Yes. Yeah, he has been volunteering and, and you know, good on him. But I mean this is this is this is reasonable evidence that he might have now gone feral. <laughs> <laughs> has anyone I mean has anyone checked on him? No, he's, 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 well, you I worry about you? Pep Guardiola in the same. Uh, sorry, I worry about Judge uh, uh, Mourinho in the same way. I worry about how heavy Ben Arthur is right now. Because oh, every time God. he, oh, yeah. how every time he'd have a couple of months off, Ben Arthur would be piling on the food, piling oh, yeah. it on. <laughs> the, the thing, the thing about. Um, the old weight gain and I've had to take affirmative action. I've had to just decide to sort myself out. The no. problem with it is that um obviously Isn't one that of just the interviewing key... black people. Yeah, no, no, affirmative action means I've just stepped in. You've been, just... been interviewing no. a lot of personal trainers and I mean, I if it, only accept black applicants. If it is that, that's not what I meant. That's right, not what okay. I meant. What I meant was I've had to intervene on myself and say, look, come on, Luke, sort yourself out. Because one of the key <laughs> one of the key factors about whether you're putting on weight or not, obviously you can weigh yourself, but is whether your clothes fit, right? Because there's obviously different reasons why your weight can fluctuate. It can be water weight. It can be lots of different reasons. And um, if, you, if your clothes are starting to get tight, that's a good you know, good sign that you're putting on weight. Of course, I'm not wearing anything other than tracksuit bottoms. Mm. So there's nowhere <laughs> checking. Mm. It's when they start getting tight, you go, oh, crap. Yeah. yeah. I need a size up. <laughs> oh, dear. These oh, aren't dear. Lycra. They weren't Lycra before. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> well, yeah, when, when anything with Lycra in starts to get pulled to like further than it should do, it starts to become <laughs> a little bit see-through. Yeah. It does. A little white. So, yeah. yeah. If you start to see your legs through through your... Uh, it's just like a body stocking. This is chilling. About... Now you're talking about body stockers. <laughs> yeah. You've already bleached yeah. your hair. This is absolutely yeah. chilling. Have you joined the circus? <laughs> <laughs> if your lycra starts screaming in agony, it's time <laughs> to take action. I'm yeah. not designed for this. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh dear. Well, I was going to mention Harry Kane's shirt sponsor of Leighton Orient, but yeah, uh, oh, well I've... done, well done, Harry. Well, yeah, yeah and, that that is people, nice. and, and for those who haven't seen that, I mean, the way you said that, Mark, is like he's just got Harry Kane put on their shirt. I mean, he, he hasn't done that. <laughs> Do you know, I really, I really hope that was the case when I. <laughs> no, it's not. He's, he's, I think he's paid for it and he's given over the real estate to three different charities, I believe. Yeah. Um, well, but there's, there there's, 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 there's a law. You, you, didn't, you didn't get the stadium, but you can have this shirt spot from Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a, there's a law. There's a law that says I think in somewhere in deep within the um, <clears throat> the regulations in the football in this country, it says you can't put political statements on shirts but obviously yeah. these are charities so i mean it doesn't it doesn't fall under that i don't believe but it's an amazing gesture from him you know good on him. you can put band names on there if they've sponsored the side and we yes, know this true, because yeah. of uh ooh, clyde or clyde bank i think it was clyde had wet 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 on their uh tops for they a while. did yeah <laughs> i think mogwai sponsor somebody as well super fairies maybe someone oh, i can't remember now i might be I thinking think, of think... their tie with actress soccer I think, am I right in saying that at the height of Oasis power, they obviously they tried to sponsor Man City, but there was a conflict with the Oasis clothing brand or something, and they didn't do it. That is that right. rings a bell to me. Yeah, they they, they didn't they end up sponsoring a lower league club or a non league club instead? I can't remember, but wait, 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 definitely because a, a guy I used to go to school with had the top with the with. I've seen it. Ladies and gentlemen, therefore it's true. Have you felt it with your fingers? Did you feel it with your toes? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, look, I was a younger man at the time, um, and uh, I'd like to go to an ad break. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the previous show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for emails with PDD. It is time for emails with PED. I'd like to say, I'm um, speaking of uh, Hertha Berlin, obviously uh, recommencing the Bundesliga action uh, at the weekend. Ed Mancy, hi Ramblers. How on earth are Hertha even more West Ham than West Ham? Even being down to being rubbish at home at the Olympic Stadium. Can't wait to see my Hertha <laughs> let me down at the weekend. Football is back, Ed. <laughs> He's got a really cool uh, sounding job, which I won't uh, mention here, but it really did oh. uh, make me uh, laugh. Just to jump in really quickly on the German football team supporting thing, there was an Instagram... Uh, um, you know those Instagram story little things you can do where you blink mm. or you nod and it gives you a gives you a, an option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a really old man way of describing it, but I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, Jack Dean, friend of the show, aka Jack, mate, he was looking for a German team to support, and he got Hoffenheim, mm. and he's a West Ham fan, and so he messaged me saying, "What do you think about Hoffenheim?" And I was like, mm, "Joke of an owner, bit of a laughing stock," and he was like, "Yeah, that'll fit right in there then." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Scott Hurrell's got in touch Hello Ramblers when you were talking about your K-League teams uh, during emails on Monday I thought I heard K-League teams uh, as ah. the tap was running oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I momentarily thought the lack of football had driven you to watching some kind of virtual Scottish dancing and ended um. up disappointed keep it the good way Scott uh, P.S. Marcus's impressive Chris Marcus's impression of Chris Sutton is somehow both brilliant and also it sounds like a zippy from Rainbow uh, and uh, also uh, he's a little bit upset because of my uh, Pete's film club uh, sometimes you give scores sometimes you don't making it hard to keep track so now I assume that Soccer Dog is winning just assume Scott that Soccer Dog is always <laughs> winning yeah Peter apparently um, apparently we and he's absolutely right about our lack of consistency but that's been something that's dogged us in the 13 years we've been doing this show mm. so that's fair enough um, but someone piped up um, 
earlier this week saying that on Monday's film club, we didn't actually mention that Pierce Brosnan is in final score. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's be I honest. Mean, he, he gave them much. two days, didn't he? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. He, he, that, was, that was a deer <laughs> shoot, wasn't it? Getting yeah, them. big time. <laughs> well, hey, uh, well. Uh, if you're not very careful, guys, uh, somebody uh, suggested me a uh, two and three quarter hour uh, Tamil no. film, which looks amazing. I'll put the trailer on Twitter. I'll send it to uh, Charlie. Right. It really is. It's a I'll film we're not going to do, watching but it, it is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it looks amazing, though, Luke. I genuinely think you'd enjoy it. Uh, right, finally, for now, we've got an email from Steve Sharp and Dear Football Ram, and I'll contact you for some advice. Like many, I've been stuck in the lockdown for myself, uh, by myself for far too long. What makes it worse is that I'm getting increasingly uh, frustrated with the lack of football. In an effort to try and get some of the beautiful game back into my life, I had a kick around in my back garden. Whilst uh, trying to recreate Letizia's goal against Newcastle in 93, I accidentally kicked the ball over the fence and into my neighbour Dean's garden. Mm. Usually I'd forget about this. Oh, hair police. Oh, uh, come for you. Your oh, wife, yeah, uh, it's the hair police. Yeah. You'll never get me alive, copper. Um, usually I would forget this and just order a new ball. However, because I didn't have a football in the house to play with, I stupidly used my Saints branded football that was signed by the whole 2009 2000. 10 oh. squad. Oh, fish, fish, out, fish out the bin, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> I know this sounds risky, but as a precaution, I did wrap the ball in cling film so that the sink <laughs> That's that is, the bit For I some like. reason, that is the action of a pervert. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I didn't think I would lose the, I would kick the ball over the fence at any point but I lost control uh, now here is where I need your advice is it weird for a 44 year old single man who lives by himself to knock on their neighbour's house while maintaining the two metres social distancing and ask for his ball back because to be honest with you this was three days ago now and Dean hasn't chucked it back I have a feeling this might have something to do with an ongoing boundary dispute but I can't be certain please know, let me know your thoughts love the show Steve Charlton <laughs> at Football Ramble Daily we need your help people yeah. Well, listen to Steve, at least you know it's in good condition because it's covered in cling film, so I wouldn't yeah, worry about yeah. it. I think well, done well there. to be fresh. fair, though, we need to know more about this ongoing boundary di- dispute. <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. that's a huge aspect that, we, uh, yeah. that we've only just got a little sneak into. I think, um, yes, it's weird, but it depends on how much you want your ball back, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. it's one of those kind of funny little quirky things that we'll, you'll probably get over, but you could always just snip, slip a note through his door. That's probably what I would do. And if he doesn't respond, then obviously that makes the whole thing a bit worse. Go round there. Kick down one of the boundaries or, or just uh, maybe make a broom sticky by applying double-sided sticky tape and grabbing it back. <laughs> I would probably yeah. go, I would probably jump over the fence on the cloak of darkness and get it back myself unless yeah. they've got a particularly aggressive dog. Mm. Yeah, I agree with Luke. But I think you've got to get the ball yeah. back. Take evasive oh, yeah, you just, you've, you've got to get the ball back somehow. You can't mm. just leave this as you seem to be doing at the moment, Steve. <laughs> Your ball, the problem mate. is it, this is going to become uh, a bargaining chip in your boundary dispute. So yeah. let's not get it that far. Let's get the ball back soon. Yes. Make some kind of lasso and let's get this ball back on your property. All right. Or, you get just a short, short for, sorry, go on. Sorry, I was going to say that you could go over, as Luke suggested in, in the um, cloak, of, cloak of Night, get the ball back and gradually move the, the fence as well. So you get a bit more. <laughs> yeah. You could kill two birds. What, move the phone. fence behind the ball. So <laughs> yeah, effectively still part there of your go. garden. There, there you, you go. Shortfootballonthedaily.com if you want to get in touch with the show and we'll have more emails on Monday. Saucy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Time Tunnel. Welcome to the Time Tunnel, everybody. 
Today's episode of the Football Ramble that we look back on uh, through the annals of time it was called Badonkadonk from the 7th of November 2016. <laughs> and what an episode it was. Do you, we began talking about an Australian man called Mark Murray who had uh, patented the ham dog, a combo of a burger and a hot dog. I think he'd done this a few years before. I can't remember why we started talking about it there. Maybe it just came to our attention. And of course, that led into discussions about um, how you have led your life, Peter. <laughs> right, okay. Well, you look, I, I looked up Mark Murray, yeah. and um, I don't know if this was before we recorded this episode or after, but he actually appeared on a show called Shark Tank in the US, which is basically the ah. US version of Dragon's Den. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, he, and he ended up selling the patent he has received for the ham dog, which is a hamburger and a hot dog in one in like a weird-shaped bun. You can look yep. it up. I'm not describing it to you because that is, frankly, not many things are beneath me, but that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he... He, he had the patent for it. He ended up selling the patent um, for it, or 50% of the patent, for something like $2 because he reasoned that it wasn't going anywhere. He didn't have the money to get it up and running and get it sold in all these different mm. places, but one of the one of the Shark Tank entrepreneurs, uh, millionaires or whatever, mm. might do. And he was saying, oh, yeah, but if we just break into 1% of the uh, the hot dog and burger mar- hamburger market at, at like live sporting events, we'll make billions. So the guy was like, literally, I can't lose here. $2, give it to me now, I'll take it. Yeah. And then when he <laughs> took it and paid the $2, he went, this isn't a viable business, but I'll take it just in case. The most soul-destroying yeah. oh, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything with it. Ever, yeah. Oh. And this, this guy had previously said that he valued the whole business and the whole idea at about a hundred million dollars i love that i love it when they do that yeah it's the best part of the show that <laughs> well i mean because it generally leads to them getting their maths ripped apart because um, <laughs> they, they say here hi everyone i've got this i don't know self-flushing infant, toilet yeah, in, infant chip bowl helmet infant chip bowl helmet and mm. um and the people will then at some point sometimes they'll go oh yeah that's that's quite a good idea and they'll go right and i'll, I'll for 500 grand i'll give you five percent of my business and they go, how many have you sold? And they say, none. And then that, and that's, basically, that's, that's basically it for like half an hour. They just sort of think about how many people there are in the world. It'd be like me going on the Dragon's Den or, or, or whatever, uh, Shark Tank, and, and going, right, infant chip ball helmet. Has your baby got a head? If it's yes, then this, <laughs> then, then this product is very important. If not, you've got bigger problems in your life, so don't worry about yeah. it. So, <laughs> take your mind off it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally take your mind off it. But yeah, so so and then they just go, you've really not worked this out, Pete. And I've heard that sentence so many times in my life. Yeah, I combined yeah. a, a breakfast burrito and a, a murder this morning. It was terrible what, what I did. <laughs> uh, vegetarian sausages and, and cheese I ate this morning. Pete, uh, um, just because some people are probably coming to this quite late, do you want to take us through what it's the a salsa ball to stick on a infant's head, so you can sit with your child, watch watch Percy Pig or Peppa Pig or whatever, uh, and uh, eat chips uh, slash uh, Doritos from the child's head, and the yeah. child's head has mm. a ball on his head. Children's heads who are notoriously still all the time, aren't yeah. they? So yeah, really, exactly. Really... Yeah. And you applied for a patent for that, is that right? Uh-huh. I did, yeah, but I did, yeah. it didn't go any further than sending a drawing. I don't know. It, it, it lapses after after a couple of years, I think. I'm pretty so. sure someone else nipped in there and did it because I'm sure I've seen on one of those mad viral adverts that you can buy them now. I think it was Mark Murray. Yeah. He I, thought I, oh, the hands off didn't work. <laughs> 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 yeah, but also, Mark, in this episode, yes. um, this was this was. Did you say it was November 2016? Right. Yes. And um, this was the weekend that I think is fairly significant, that mm. Liverpool 
went top of the league for the very first time under Jurgen Klopp. Oh. And um, Marcus, you call Jurgen Klopp Mr. Clipperty Klopp, which I really enjoyed listening back again. And I've never heard anyone do before or since. Mm. Oh, right. That's a, that's a strange one. Why isn't well, that stuck? It's, right, I, it's a great name. Because I patented it. And yeah. no one else can say it. Um, so you owe me money. Oh, shit, do I owe you money now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, there was a, there was a North London derby, one all, sort of fairly standard stuff. But elsewhere in London, Chelsea beat Everton five nil, and Antonio Conte had just changed his formation to a three four three. If you remember, he suddenly yeah. for those who think formations don't really matter, check out that Chelsea side because it literally yeah. took them from from being you know fairly decent side to, to going on to win the league. And in that win against Everton when they won five nil. I remember Ronald Koeman after the game. Oh, he yeah. was loving it. Too yeah, much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it's quite nice if a manager can sort of go, you know what, they're a brilliant side. And But they say it in a slightly sombre attitude. Koeman was like, well, they were, they were, they were absolutely brilliant, weren't they? They were actually, oh, did you get a load of them? They absolutely, <laughs> yeah. they was, he was so effusive with his praise. But as you say, too much so. If you're an Everton fan, you'd be like, all right, Ronald. Yeah, you see the manager who will say that you know, okay, they were the yeah, we were beaten by the better team. It's as simple as that. But I think there are a couple of moments at the beginning of the game that we could have done a bit better and we could have set the tone a bit different, etc., yeah, yeah, etc. Yeah. I mean, Ronald, Ronald just went. I look back at it. I look back at it. Ronald just went absolutely. <laughs> like, he, he couldn't believe his luck that he was yeah, even yeah. involved. It was like it was like um, Alan Pardew. They played their part. Oh like, we, we played our part. It was it was just it was just beautiful to watch. You know, it was just great to sit back and admire. It's like you're not yeah. meant to be admiring it. You're meant to be doing something about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Elsewhere, Manchester United under Mourinho, of course, beat Swansea three one away with Ibrahimovic scoring two and Paul Pogba scored a beauty. So he can yeah, do he it. Did. You know. Jimmy Campbell, you predicted Swansea for relegation as well, but they they just about well they scraped scraped it by seven points, finished fifteenth oh. in the end. But I remember at that point of the season they looked in a bit of a bit of a state, didn't they? Yeah, I meant later on. Yeah, I meant, like, I meant at from some this point, point at some. If anything, point you were just ahead of your time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet there was four D chess here. Yeah, oh. damn right you are. There was a new world record set that uh, footballing weekend by East Kilbride, where they went twenty-seven wins on the bounce and they were uh, I, I'm not sure which league they're in uh, I wouldn't imagine it would be the same one but they were in the Scottish Lowland League at the time and that record had previously belonged to the great Ajax side of the early 70s that included Johan Cruyff and, and so on and Edwin van der Sar who um, was marketing director for Ajax sent the team a video message on a laptop which um, was in an Ajax branded van that drove onto the pitch at full time with 27 crates of beer absolutely glorious story <laughs> right. well, the, the, the win it wasn't they weren't in the record books though because I think they weren't a, a professional side or a top flight no. side or something like and, that and, and sadly um, they're not doing brilliantly well obviously the, the football's been suspended but in the Lowland League uh, this season they haven't been doing quite as well they're down in seventh when football stopped um, behind I mean the, the list of teams that are above them in the Lowland League. I mean, some of the names. I mean, we've said this over and over again, but I mean, they're just beneath civil service strollers. Um, <laughs> Strolling. Just above, just above the civil service strollers uh, in yeah. fifth, the, the Spartans. Love that. Uh, and second in the league at the moment, Marcus, your friends and mine, Bonnie Rig Rose. Oh, yes. You love that. Lovely. Of course And I do. top of the league, Kelty Hearts. Oh, well, there nice. you go. Yeah, and they've no. got an amazing badge, Kelty Hearts, by the way. Well, I'd imagine it's, they would. It's got. It's, it's, it's actually quite similar to those who know, and if you know, you know. It's actually quite similar to the Football Ramble First Team Eleven uh, badge. It is a little bit, yeah. You have got the love heart on there. 
Yeah, and the football, yeah. It's and the old lovely. and the old football. Yeah, no, that's right. Maybe maybe we um even though they were formed in nineteen seventy five, perhaps we've influenced them there. Uh, can I can I just go back to that Chelsea team that won the league that season? Because oh, I please. do think it's worthy of note that mm-hmm. um they 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 got ninety three points that that year and yeah. um it's obviously an amazing achievement. They won the league pretty pretty easily. They won thirty of thirty eight games. Now I think only Manchester City in eighteen nineteen and seventeen eighteen um won more than that. I think they won thirty two both times. That I mean, does that I think that makes that that Chelsea side a little bit underrated. Given yeah. they started quite slowly, they end up winning thirty. That's a, that's a pretty amazing achievement. Yeah, it that's is. incredible. They, they romped the league that year, didn't they? And like, it's just funny that Conte seemed to sort of treat that as like, right, cool, job done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See you later. And then, it, and then, he, and then he was away. Um, I think I tipped Victor Moses to be player of the season that year. That's not true, is it? I think I did. Um, but no, he wasn't, Luke. I'm not. Uh, I had it a bit. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. This seems like even... a random shout. This is the most random thing anyone could say. Well, I just because he was brilliant. Remember, he was a, a, a played as a wing back. He was crucial. Oh, you mean retrospectively? Three. I know. I know he was good. I'm just saying you didn't say that at the start of the season, presumably. Mm. No, no, no. I, I think, remember yeah, number of months because you. You said it in a tone that suggested we would all be made fools of for doubting you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you were proven absolutely right, of course. He had uh, <laughs> he had a great season, but I don't think he was even in the PFA Team of the Year, which, quite frankly, is a disgrace. Yeah, um, I agree. A damning <laughs> indictment on that uh, on that voting system. Um, and we'll finish uh, with this episode of uh, on this. Uh, uh, episode on Time Tunnel. Uh, this was the same uh, time in, in the footballing world when Sven was sacked as manager of Shanghai SIPG and Andre Vierschbois took over from the saucy Swede. Wow, that's that's interesting because you've obviously mentioned Sven at the top of the show, which you can mm. do at any time. We should all be on yeah. high Sven alert. But the yeah. AVB gets a big mention in yesterday's OTC if people haven't listened to that uh, yet because he's uh, done a great job at Marseille, but there's a... There's, difficulty ahead he's, he's already kicking off because he's been there longer than five minutes and I think he's wondering why people aren't respecting him more um, I'm paraphrasing I'm paraphrasing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's worth a listen anyway yeah, I, I think that I think that Sven probably joined that club for two reasons they were originally called uh, Shanghai Dongya FC oh there we go Dongya, <laughs> and uh, they're also known as Shanghai Shanggang which sounds a bit like shagging if you and also, <laughs> and also gangbang <laughs> yeah. I like that we've top and tailed the show with Sven Marcus because yeah. that yeah, is a thing the man has never done in his life. If the answer to the mass wing if the answer, <laughs> if the answer to the mass winger later is Sven, I'll be very happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the masked winger. Who's under there under the mask? Let's see if we can figure it out. Let's see if we can figure it out. It's the Masked Winger. It's time for a Masked Winger, and it comes from Frank Oinsegru. Thank you, Frank Oinsegru, which is a fantastic name uh, and a fantastic uh, performance, uh, giving us a really twisty, turny edition of Masked Winger. So I don't Mm. know whether that's a clue. You will figure it out, seeing as Jim's footballing naming powers have uh, been uh, waning due to quarantine. Now it's time for this really nice set of extra bastardly clues. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he has played out wide at times, so he comes under the uh, masking criteria too. All right, so okay, okay. Uh, I was born in Scarborough on the thirteenth of September, nineteen eighty-seven. 
to parents hailing from the Philippines and Jamaica. Hmm. I made my league debut in 2005 and I have the unique distinction of being one of a small cohort of players, uh, up to nine as of writing, to have played and scored in Europe's top four leagues, England, Germany, Italy and Spain. Flipping heck. I, I can't even have a speculative one at the moment. Mm. Uh, this is ringing bells for me, but keep going. Yeah. Um, my brother became the first Canadian to play in the Spanish La Liga as the Scarborough I was born in is actually Scarborough, Ontario, Canada. St- Jim. Junior Hoylet? I'm sure it's not. It's not Junior Hoylet. No, it's not Junior Hoylet. Yeah. A trick, a pullback and re- reveal quite early on. I had agreed terms to join Manchester City in 2008, but the transfer fell through and City decided to fill my right-sided midfield berth with the re-signing of Sean Wright Phillips. Sorry, could you repeat the year that that was? 2008. 2008, Okay. To get over the disappointment of joining uh, Manchester City, I agreed to play at the 2008 Beijing Summer Olympics and my midfield teammates included such illustrious teammates as Evander Snow, Kevin Younger Pin, Pin and uh, Hedwiges Maduro. I need to I need you to sell the pronunciations of these uh, names, Pete, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, my team did get knocked out in the quarterfinals by Argentina. Oh, this is really hard. Yeah. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I eventually moved to Malaga on a free transfer in 2010. My name fitted in perfectly in La Liga for Spanish commentators and pundits as a Span- as it's a Spanish surname of toponymic origin, meaning the surname derives from a village bearing the same name in the region of Burgos in northern Spain. I'm going to move straight right onto the same. <laughs> That's just unhelpful. There's, there's, not, there's <laughs> nothing in that clue for any of us. There's nothing for you. No. I have Fiendish. had three... I have had three ex-Barcelona legends as my manager during my career, such as Louis van Gaal, uh, Michael Laudrup and Nadal. Uh, not to mention, I've also been signed by Rafa Benitez, oh, all of whom me. have helped me become the dead ball specialist I am today. So, so I think I think he's... He, he, is he, he must have played for Swansea then. Uh, not necessarily, because Laudrup was... Who was else did he manage, Mark? Real, did he manage Malaga? Real Mallorca, oh, yeah. maybe. Okay. I am something of a lucky charm in cup competitions as I have won the Supercoppa Italia with Napoli, the German Cup with Frankfurt, the Domestic Cup with Feyenoord and the League Cup whilst on the books with my only Premier League team. Got to be Swansea, isn't it? Oh, not, well, it doesn't have to be, but... Swansea fans are going wild at this yeah, point. I bet they are. I bet they flipping are. I have hated... Hang on a minute. Did you, did you say... I think he has played for Swansea. Did you say he... Did you say his international team or not? I did no, he didn't. not say his international team, but the names were Calvin Young, Apin, Evander Snort, Hedviges, uh, Maduro. But again, that was the Summer Olympics. So, so the, I think he's Dutch. I think he has to be Dutch. So I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a guess here. <laughs> Luke, is it Jonathan de Guzman? Go on. It is Jonathan oh, de Guzman. Well played, <laughs> well Nice one. Scored twice yeah. in Swansea's League Cup final win against Bradford in 2013. Oh, that have done and it. I have a third place exactly. winner's medal from Welsh exactly. 2014. And I even started the match in the group in the group stages against Spain. I am Jonathan de Guzman. Uh, Frank, uh, thank you very much. He's a Patreoner. Uh, if you'd like to be a Patreon as well, get involved. Patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily. And that's uh, your for this week. So I remember that he um, he did that, and I also he was the only player I could think of that had played for Swansea and for Napoli because he was at Napoli for quite a long time, but he didn't play very often. Mm. Yeah, um, started playing on New York, Real, Swansea yeah. on loan. Still the guy he yeah. got in 70, 70, uh, 71 appearances, which is not bad. 
I'm better at this when I'm not surrounded by you lot putting me off with your four non-blondes. Because <laughs> <laughs> Petey is a blonde now. Yeah, he is. Mm. Yeah, three non-blondes. No, two non-blondes. Two non-blondes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are. Well, uh, excellent. Well done, Luke. That was a tricky one. Yeah, lovely Well one. done, that man. So, uh, so there we are. Right, we've uh, we've reached the end of the show. Everybody, little reminder that we are watching Goal Two: Living the Dream for Pete's Film Club. Uh, also tomorrow on Greatest Games, Jonathan Wilson and I have Dominic Bliss on the show, who who talks us through the the Gran Torino side uh, of the sort of nineteen forties, uh, who dominated Italian football and, of course, tragically died in a plane crash. An intriguing. Um, uh, sort of chat around that side so I, I do thoroughly recommend uh, of course uh, and we're back on Monday with uh, the Football Ramble where we're going to be talking about some football because that Marcus can I just league. chime in with, with, with on Sunday um, we're going to release another At The Match Revisited and it's ah. one of my personal favourites it's Andy when he goes to, to Los Angeles to watch LAFC oh yeah yeah it's a brilliant episode well worth oh, checking cool. that out on Sunday as well Los Angeles where the helicopters have cameras according to Snoop Dogg yeah, right I, ladies I, I, and gentlemen Thank you very much for listening to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. Bloody pleasure. Have a lovely weekend. Enjoy the Bundesliga and say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye, Luke Moore. Say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Goodbye, Luke Moore. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Pete Donaldson. Goodbye, Pete Donaldson. And goodbye to you, everybody. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production.